Should we start ordering from Uber Eats now? Okay. You don't like sushi, huh? I like sushi. I don't like pokey. I could go for I could go for some like Mediterranean. Zanku sounds bomb. Let's do Zanku. Okay, let's do it. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Damn, that smells bomb. Well, dig in. I wanted to provide you guys with some context on today's episode while Tom finishes up his Euro. I'll keep it short. Later in the episode, I talk about my job with the Agua Caliente Clippers of Ontario. This is the G League affiliate for the LA Clippers. I did the sales and event operations for the organization for about a year, and I actually still work in ticket sales today. Before ticket sales and fresh out of college, I tried my hand at stand-up comedy, and that'll come up later as well. Oh, Looks like we're finishing up those Lule kebabs now. Enjoy the show. What's up? Yeah, remember the other day when we were talking about movie trailers, of, with the uh, how they have like the dramatic rendition of like an another song. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they did a dramatic rendition of "I'm Blue," if I was green, I would die for the new Avatar. It's not. Wait, what are you talking about? I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. Yeah, that's the. Isn't that the that's lyrics? That's not the lyrics. What is it? It's I'm blue. Daba di daba die. No, I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. No, that's if not the green. lyrics. Are you that's sure what, that's uh, really what it is? That's actually what it is. Is I'm blue. Da- Bro, the song title is I'm blue. Parentheses. Daba di daba die. I don't die. know if I ever. I don't know if I ever saw the song title. You, you, files? You don't organize your files? <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue. Daba di daba die. Either way, that song for the new Avatar. I'm blue. Like it, if I was green, I would die. <laughs> Bro, that makes no sense. Word in Dabu D Dabu died. (laughs) Well, what what planet are you making sense out of where if you're green, you die? You're saying it makes more sense to imagine there's an imaginary planet where if you're green, you die? The people, they're three feet tall. If they're green, they die. It's their genetics. Yeah. But Dabu D Dabu die is stupid. That's what so I thought, horny. but I thought that was almost Me another song. No, that's original to Live Crew. Oh, I basically am only my only uh, relationship with with Uncle Luke is uh, the Happy Birthday song. Is it Tisha? Yeah, is it Cara? Go go go! What's that fucking song?
this was, I feel like this is a big reason why I always wanted a jet ski. For sure. Yeah, why, like, jet ski became, like, the poster child of, like, a, li- a lifestyle. Yeah. And not even, like, necessarily success of the pocket, but success of the heart. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you've reached, like, happiness. Like, that's what, you know, like, the Buddhists strive for. Yeah. It's the, je- <laughs> it's the jet ski in a two live crew video. I've been making phone calls for work. Yeah. This one fool in my contact list was named Bill Midget. (laughs) Really? You're sure it wasn't like Bill parentheses Midget? The craziest name I've ever come across is one time I had to call this fool named Bong Hernandez. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a sick ass like doom metal band. Like Bong Ripper. Weed Snake. Yeah. Weed Eater. Wheat Eater? Shatter Sniffer. (laughs) What's the wildest thing that's happened on a call? Have you ever, Just ever, you know, like, you know, the movie phone booth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never had a situation where you hit somebody up on the phone and they're like, Gino, I need you to stay on the phone for just another five minutes. And then it turns into like, like, Gino, I can't talk right now. I'm being hunted. I'm being hunted. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been on the phone with somebody who like, while they've gotten into a car crash. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Not like it, it wasn't like on some like life or death type of car crash, but it was like a, it was like on some woohoo. Shit. <laughs> We're going off the off ramp. Woo! <laughs> oh, nah, but it was like a hey, get the, what the fuck? Like I heard somebody like in the other yeah. car type of shit. And then it was like a I gotta go. And then the other guy was like, How much are those tickets? <laughs> Wait, you said how much? Craziest phone call I've probably ever had was Back when I was working in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. you know how I've, I told you, like, I would, like, book, like, halftime performances type of shit. Yeah. I fucking hit up this tango, this tango class, and it was these, like, two Argentinian people. Yeah. I had, like, told them, like, listen, like, if you spend $300, you guys can perform on the court at halftime. We can put your Tango Classes, like, logo on the fucking Jumbotron. They were, like, kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it or whatever. I was like, listen, you know, the stadium holds 17,000 people. Like, <laughs> yeah. they didn't know that only five people were going to show well, up. That was the thing. <laughs> I told them, I was like, listen, it holds 17,000 people. I said, uh, I said, like, and if they go outside, there's even more people that can be outside the stadium. <laughs> I said, the atmosphere in there is going to be Ontario electric. holds 300,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> No, but then I was just like telling them, I was like, if you guys just get three clients by performing at halftime, this investment is like already doubled. They fucking show up, like you said, five people are in the fucking audience, nobody's there, and then they're like, (laughs) the guy looks at me and he goes, where the fuck are the people? (laughs) And and like, I was like already like dealing with other shit, but I just had this like Argentinian tango dancer, like chasing me kind of throughout this like thing. (laughs) <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like chasing you and you sold on. me, you sold me a, like a, a fake bill of goods, like yelling on yeah. the show. I was like, listen, I'll come like, back you. here. <laughs> He's dancing throughout the course, after me. spinning you and shit into him, and then like spinning you out. <laughs> when he brings me in, he punches me. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly a rose lands between your teeth. <laughs> Anyway, dude, he goes, I'm not fucking, pl- I'm not, we're not performing. And then he started yelling, like, in fact, 
You pay me. You pay me. You pay In me. In fact, money. the country of Argentina is no longer an ally of the USA. <laughs> I go, Avi, I was like, Avi, we were in the parking lot of your dance studio. We shook hands, Avi. <laughs> All this shit, right? So I just basically ignored this fool for the rest of the night. He kept calling my work line, kept calling my work line for like weeks. And then finally I fucking like answered. Oh, no, no, no. Somebody was like, yo, there's a guy named Avi on the main line. I just transferred it to you. I answered the phone. I go, hello, this is Gino Paul with the Agua Caliente Clippers. He goes, I should fucking kill you. <laughs> You're kidding. I God. He goes, I'm going to sue you. And I was like, Avi, it was 300 bucks. Nobody stopped you from performing at halftime. You made that decision. We shook hands. And he goes, I'm suing you. You better lawyer up. <laughs> wow. And he's like, I'm not suing the Clippers. I'm suing you, Mr. Paul. I'm suing you. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Did he do it? Nah. Find uh, me, Avi. <laughs> Bro, and it was also so funny. He was like, I tried to get rid of these tickets. Nobody fucking wanted office that i was in was mm -hmm. in the parking lot of the ontario convention center Word. so a lot of people would mix it up and people would just like walk into our office thinking that it was the convention yeah. center bro one time <laughs> you see like a bunch of clowns coming out of a clown car well there was a lot of like the anime ones so that would be crazy as fuck like somebody coming in with like the fuzzy boots and like dressed like a rabbit coming into the office yeah. but the craziest shit was one time there was a pigeon convention and it was just like old like dusted ass motherfuckers coming in like is this where's the pigeon convention like homing pigeons like you think that they're fools like in new york like in john wick lawrence fishburne's character like he's the pigeon the, the pigeon man yeah damn it's speed dating for old guys and pigeons <laughs> <laughs> you get to meet your perfect match yeah yeah. Yeah, you know what'd be hella funny is if you had a friend that was like or not even a friend necessarily, but just like somebody you knew that was like always trying to act or whatever, and then you see them like in as a cadaver on like SVU. Like that's the one like not saying that that's the only opportunity they ever got, but just out of any time when you could be like, Hey, I know that guy. They're like Dead. somebody who just got raped and murdered in Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Tom, Grandma here. If you have a minute, you could just leave me a message. Of, I'm going to make that chili. Is it just one teaspoon of cumin? It's not a tablespoon of cumin, is it? It seems like a tablespoon of cumin sounds like too much to me. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Talk to you later, and I love you. Bye-bye.
What's your favorite L.A. movie? Ooh, I'd be remiss if I didn't Excuse mention... me, miss? <laughs> uh, if I didn't say Fast and the Furious. Yeah, Fast and the Furious is a great L.A. movie. Rush Hour. One. I thought the Mulholland Drive did a good job of mm. being like pretty LAE. The player. Oh, bro. I feel like. Uh, how to be a player with Bill Bowie. How to be a player. <laughs> the Long Goodbye is a great LA movie. Brum caught up on Shark Tank, which is like sad. Yeah. Bro, the funniest shit was uh, one time this dude came in with this. It was this really stupid invention where it was like something you attach to your dog's collar to wear. It would take the perfect selfie of the dog or some shit. <laughs> and this dude... <laughs> That's so stupid. This dude had invested like... It's just like a head cam? Kind of, yeah. But he had like just put his whole life into it type of shit. Like, I'm $600,000 in the hole. <laughs> yeah. have, oh, my I'm God. I'm putting like a $40 million valuation on this shit. Yeah. And uh, the sharks just like ripped him a new ass. Like, fuck no, this is not going to work. The fool started getting like super emotional, started crying and being like, I had a dog. He was my best friend. I wish I could like keep, you know, I wish I had better pictures of him. (laughs) That's why I made this thing. Blah, 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 blah. And then they cut to Damon. This fool starts crying. Really? And Damon goes, tell you what, I'm I'm going to make you an offer. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to make you an offer. I'll give you like $300,000 for 5%. And then the guy's like crying and he's like, okay, sharks, can I hear any other offers? (laughs) That's so bro. That's like, I'm out. (laughs) That's, that's, that's pitch 101, dude. In, in some of the ones that I've been watching more recently, it seemed like there was a specific part, like piece of time that was notched out of every pitch for when they delivered the emotional reason why they got into the product that they're pitching. And it is always like the people that are pitching the like Belgian waffle kiosk are like, <laughs> it may just look like Belgian waffles, but everyone in my family has cancer. It's crazy that they all turned down the ring. The ring? Yeah. Was that the movie? <laughs> somebody Peter Jackson or what was that somebody came in Sharks, to pitch the ring what if I told you I had a videotape <laughs> yeah. what if I told you you could die in seven days <laughs> bro I love that movie oh man I fucking yeah. love that movie You don't get scared at all anymore. Not anymore. Not, okay, I don't want to say like I'm a 28 year old man who like gets scared, but like I feel like <laughs> I'm a 28 year old man that has no fear. <laughs> and the beat keeps running, running, and running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and ain't no concept. It's no disrespect, cause when I bust the rhyme, I break the neck. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a bee. <laughs> I'm a bee at I'm the radio bee. station. 
I fucking hate the Black Eyed Peas. That might be like, that may be a top five least favorite music artist. Yo, it kind of seems like Will I Am was Kanye West, but then Kanye West only had to come in and like make one track, and they were like, oh, we'll go with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it will, they're like the same fool. It's like, this dude, like, loves just, like, the intersection of technology, fashion, music, and art. What was your first CD? It was, uh, it was Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. Damn, that was a lot of people's first th- CD. Yeah, it took a lot of convincing on my mom's part. I think that Hoobastank, the Reason, was, like, my second CD. And I remember getting Hoobastank, The Reason, and a jump rope from Target at the same time. I came home, and I was listening to the whole CD jump roping in my garage. <laughs> my, my first CD was uh, Twista, Kamikaze. It, you know what? It it's kind of like uh, in Pokemon, like the game, the, the game Boy Pokemon. Yeah how you would pick which Pokemon you wanted, and that would basically choose the path that you went on for the rest of the game. I kind of feel like getting Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park is my first CD, set me on this path, and the whole time I was kind of looking over with binoculars at the other path for if you got Twista as your first album, thinking like, kind of wish I got Twista. It'd be so crazy to put your foot down about something. You know, like in movies where like people are fed up or they've had enough and you like make a public display and then like a semicircle forms around you and then you get your point across. What would you what do you think you'd ever be on a soapbox about? I don't think anything. I man. think that if, if we have anything marketable about who we are and the, and who we can relate to, it's that and I'm I maybe I shouldn't be speaking for both of us, but I just feel like I don't care that much about almost anything. When was the last time you like cried to a movie all the time i've cried during every movie about wall street i've ever seen i feel like i don't cry at like sad shit or anything but i feel like which is weird i'm crying at like the victories i almost cry whenever movies end (laughs) you you immediately feel this sense of the the breadth of the journey uh, the power of conclusion. Remember when we used to talk about doing the uh, live rendition of Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park in the living room? Yeah. And just having a front front door open policy, anybody can come. Hey, come in. We're all dressed up like dinosaurs in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is another idea. Creating a national holiday, Homies Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you have competitions where just good buddies go head-to-head against other groups of good buddies, like if that's homies day, communal holidays are like St. Patrick's Day. 
you, everybody's out drinking, everybody's at the bars, everybody's bumping into each other. And if Homie's Day kind of operated in a similar way where all these groups of just good buddies were unleashed, <laughs> unleashed uh, unto the town. Competing. Yeah, competing in a citywide competition. Yeah. But maybe there's, a, maybe there's a benefit at the end of it where it's like, which group of homies can come up with the best urban design for the future of Los Angeles? Go. Quick, more rocket blasters. <laughs> you win like the 25K purse at the end of it. Like, you guys, are, you guys are the best homies today. Bro, shit, I forgot to tell you this too. I got hit up by flappers. Did you? Flappers emailed me and asked if I wanted to do a parking lot stand-up set. Could you imagine fucking telling jokes to a bunch of cars there's people in them though yeah, right? but you can't hear laughter or whatever <laughs> you've got a parking lot full of kias just ready to hear some <laughs> funny jokes <laughs> these kias love comedy yeah sorry i'm a little gassy <laughs> i know what you guys are thinking whoa whoa whoa, Gino, whoa, whoa. hit the brakes <laughs> that joke's got some good mileage have you ever seen did you ever watch the super mario movie no, no, not really. No, but you know what I'm going. I know with, this, with the. I don't know what you're going, but I know what you're talking with about with the Koopa Troopas. Look them up. Look how tiny their heads are. Wow. This is like the craziest fucking movie ever. Yeah, like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really seen it because it almost, it's like it's just this, it's just bordering on unwatchable. It's like they'd never played the game. Or like yeah, everything seems wrong. They're, like they're not even brothers. Wow. The plot of the movie is actually kind of sick. It's that he's a plumber, so he somehow gets access to the underground world, which where evolution also existed, but not through apes. Evolution happened through reptiles. That's wild. And apparently the lead actor, the dude who played Mario, like in a later interview after that movie, said that he had never heard of Mario, the video game. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Like going into it. It's crazy. That shit's like just all on YouTube. That's like like a classic YouTube movie. Yeah. Bro, another one that I've still yet to watch that we've talked about watching, Insane Clown Posse. What do you mean? They, they have, have they made a movie and it's the whole thing's on YouTube. I feel like Insane Clown Posse would be so poised to do exactly what like Master P and the No Limit Soldiers did. They clearly have a huge audience that adores them. They're the gods of the entire scene that they created. Yeah. It seems like they're in the perfect position to be making a media empire where it's like music, they make uh, juggalo movies. They uh, they rep they, do, they rep Juggalos uh, athletes. <laughs> they have a, a ICP sports. I wonder how much they generate off shit like gathering of the Juggalos and merch and like. I, I bet, bet the you mer- I bet the merch is is yeah like flies. It's just like through the roof. I've, I it, bet that's like the lion's share of their of their income is merch. They kind of monopolize that scene though. Like I feel like all the they, groups I feel like they that, created the scene. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what and I feel like they've capitalized on it. I think all those artists who come yeah. from under that are all signed to their label. They I all perform is, at Gathering of the Juggalos. Like, it seems like you're not you're not like you're not like uh down with the clown if your branding isn't just ICP's branding. Right. I think Tech Nine is considered a juggalo. He's nah, he's an honorary mention. He's Got like it. a he's like yeah he's invited to like Thanksgiving dinner, but that's it. 
Right. I think a lot like Exhibit too. It's like they they have recurring they have recurring outsider talent at I, the gathering where it's like every year they did start a super group with like the other members of the three six mafia minus Juicy J. Yeah, that's like as close to Juggalo as you're gonna get in hip hop. It's cool that Juicy J has stayed dope. Yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. DJ Paul and the other fools have definitely gone down like the white trash. Project Pat uh, is constantly asking people if they need features on Instagram. Right. And it's basically just like, name the price. (laughs) Like, you you name your price, I'll do a feature literally for anything. If you buy me dinner, I'll do a feature for you. Which is sad because he's still, I mean, he was, he was always, he's my favorite person from 3-6 forever. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's the best in my opinion. Maybe not on paper, you know, like you imagine like who's really orchestrating things and who was behind the scenes and like people like Juicy J and DJ Paul, what they did to like create the whole movement. Right. But like if you're just face value listening to the music, it's, it's, it's Project Pat for me every time. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I, when I, I listened to the fucking Gucci Mane autobiography and he said that was like his dude. I don't know. It's like this flow is the crazy. flow is ridiculous, and there's just something about just doing the like the scheme booming quicker. Yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, Project I feel like Pata. if you really think about Three Six Mafia, like, bro, they are all so unique to each other, which is fucking sick. I mean, shit, this is a hot this is a hot hip hop take right here, but I feel like they are the like the the southern like 2.0 version of wu-tang clan yeah for sure in the in the in the sense of like all these different styles working together on one thing Struggling real. Bitches ain't running. Run, shit with y'all mouth. 
stop it for a platinum supper. White bitch and see stuff like bounty to cook and a cigarette be eater up. If I'm a script, scats, gun them all down. Even ghost towns, stick, splash brains on the ground. With a cannon round, ball back, bash him in his back. Beating bitches down, battle like space, but his boss body never found. Catch a close encounter, got the anna kills off these rap bones. Chemical reaction, cobra venom, shot into his arm. Why was that so natural to hip hop? That there should be collectives and like people who are the heads of these groups that like sweep up all these people from like their like neighborhood or yeah. just like other talent from the area, their contemporaries and stuff. Yeah. Is there any example of that in like indie rock? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like fo like alt folk? Like who's like who's like the RZA of You know, if laughter is a currency, Tom and I consider ourselves to be very wealthy men, but we aren't greedy. We know all good things must come to an end, and our conversation was no exception. But we also know exactly how to pick up where we left it off. With a laugh. <laughs> 